Welcome to Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Are you looking for a genuine relationship with God to experience His joy and His love, eliminate doubt and fear in your life, and find your God-given purpose? Today on Freedom Talk, you'll find answers in today's message through God's Word. Now, let's join Pastor Robert. The title of the message today is Your Life Matters to God. Well, I've got a funny story to start us out today. George, this is a true story. George Phillips of Meridian, Mississippi, was going to bed when his wife told him that he'd left the light on in the garden shed, which she could see from the bedroom window. George opened the back door to go turn off the light, but saw that there were people in the shed stealing things. So he phoned the police who asked, is someone in your house? And he said, no. Then they said, well, all the patrols are busy right now and that he should simply lock his door and an officer would be along when available. George said, okay, hung up. He counted 30 seconds and then phoned the police again. Hello, I just called you a few seconds ago because there were people stealing things from my shed. Well, you don't have to worry about them anymore because I just shot them. And then he hung up. Within five minutes, six police cars, a SWAT team, a helicopter, two fire trucks, a paramedic, and an ambulance showed up at the Phillips residence and caught the burglars red-handed. One of the policemen said to, to George, I thought you said that you'd shot them. And George said, I thought you said that there was, no, there was nobody available. <laughs> Aren't you glad that your life matters to God? Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes that you come across things in life where you think that no, nobody cares if I matter, but, oh, I want you to get a hold of the fact today that your life matters, that, that God loves you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. Your life matters. God loves you, first of all, because God made you. God made you. Psalm 139, 13 through 14 says, You formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. You are made in the image of God. And when God created his creation in the beginning, he said a phrase after he created everything. He said these words, It is is good. It is good. And he says the same thing to you today, this morning. He says, what I've made in you, my son or my daughter, I say over you, it is good what I have made. Everything about you, God designed. Your height, your beautiful face, the color of your skin, your nationality, your gifts, your talents. These are things that God designed. He designed you with things that you are good at, and nobody else is good at it like you are. Uh, he made the uniqueness of your personality and exactly who you are. No one is exactly like you. Oh, there may be some uh, lookalikes out there. Have you ever come across that? You scan. Oh my goodness, we we found one the other day 
Uh, I should get a picture of this, but we found one of my wife that uh, it was a commercial, and she goes, "Oh my goodness!" I mean, usually you can't tell if it's so, you know so much that you know what well, oh, that kind of looks like me. But she was like showing all the family, "Look at this!" And we we're like, "Oh my goodness! I have another wife somewhere." <laughs> like it is like looks just like her. Uh, I've had that different times where, you know, you come across that. Now you see sometimes on. Facebook or or whatever you see these little videos of people that look like a star, you know, and uh, some of them look absolutely really really close, and uh, but if you were to talk to that person, you would find out that there there are many many differences between that person and the star, because God's made fingerprints and I I everything everything is different. There's no one made just like you, and you matter to God. Your life matters. The second one, the light, your life matters because God saved you. Remember, when you gave your life to Jesus, he was telling you that your life matters. When someone shared with you the gospel of Jesus Christ, or you came to faith by hearing, or you just gave your life to God, not knowing much about it, you were receiving the message of God's love, that he went to the cross that he died for you, that you're forgiven. Uh, God knows everything about you. He knows the good and the bad. He knows your strengths, and he knows your weaknesses, your sin, and yet he still loves you, and he went to the cross, Romans 5, 6 through 8, when we were still without strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? Amen. In John three sixteen, I can't get away from this verse. Yeah, I just love, you love it too. It's probably the most popular phrase in all the Bible. Maybe the, pro- the pro- most popular phrase in all the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means God loves everyone. God loves you. And he endured the cross for you. You matter to him. You matter to him. Do you remember the day when you first gave your life to Jesus, when you said yes to Jesus? Maybe you haven't and you want to give your life to Jesus today. Most important decision you'll ever make in your life, and you can make that decision today. But do you remember those that have, have made that decision? you remember that day and you receive God's love through Jesus Christ? You know, it's good to tell your testimony. It's good to share with other people the day that you gave your life to Jesus. I gave my life to Jesus when I was 10 years old in a classroom. I received uh, Jesus. And God walked with me, and I knew it. I knew I'd been born again. And later on, when I rededicated my life to the Lord, I was uh, in high school. Later on in high school, my later years in high school, I was dating a girl. We were walking back from a church service on a Wednesday night, and we got in a big argument. This wasn't my wife. This is somebody else. And the argument got, we were arguing all the time, arguing, arguing, and uh, it got so bad, we went our separate ways while we were walking. And she went one way down one street, I went another way. And I remember just standing in the middle, 
looking up to the sky, and I remember just being totally frustrated with life. And then I walked a little bit more, and I saw my girlfriend sitting on the curb. She was crying. So I went and sat next to her, and I started crying too. Just then, an evangelist drove up to his house. We had, we had uh, sat on the curb uh, not too far away from an evangelist's house, out of all places. God knows how to meet you right where you're at, huh? Evangelist pulls up right as we're sitting there, starts to pull in, and the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, tonight is their night. He pulled into his house, got out of the car with his Bible, walked over to us, and he said, is everything okay? Can I pray for you? And with tears streaming down my face, I said, no, everything's fine. What a lie. What a lie, right? I said, no, everything's fine. In fact, I said, you know, just go away. I don't want to hear that right now. I'll show you how far off I got. And thank God for his love and his persistence because that man did not back down from me. And he, he said, um, all right. So he started quoting scripture. I was like, he's not going away. <laughs> and then he started singing gospel songs. And I said, this guy's crazy. And then my girlfriend turned to me and she said, you know, I think we need to listen to what he's saying. And I looked down in the curb and I saw darkness and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to end up in hell. And I knew it. And I said, "Um, you're right, you're right. He said, the pastor said, you know, the grass, the Bible says the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but the word of God will stand forever. I never forgot that. And I said to my girlfriend, I think you're right. I, we need to, I need to get my life right with Jesus. She had never received the Lord before. We went to a Christian high school. And I said, um, can you go away for a couple, I told the guy, can you go away for a couple minutes? Um, I want to uh, talk to my girlfriend, and then you, then, you, girlfriend, and then you can come back. And that was the only time he was okay with going away. He said, sure, I'll be right back. So we talked and decided to give our lives to Jesus. He came back, we prayed. And I remember walking back from that and walking back to her house, and I remember thinking, what are my friends going to think? Because this something just happened to me. And then I started telling my friends that Jesus was Lord of my life. And some received it and some rejected it. Some received him later. Some are pastors now. But I'll never forget the day that Jesus saved my life. Why? Because he loves me. And he loves you. And then everything changed from that moment on. Do you remember that day? The day that you were forgiven? The day that the weight of your sin fell off your shoulders and as you came to the cross? All is forgiven. All is forgiven. One of my favorite stories about forgiveness, uh, Ernest Hemingway tells the story of a Spanish father and his teenage son, the relationship between his father, uh, this father and son became strained and eventually shattered. When the rebellious son, whose name was Paco, a common Spanish name, ran away from home, his father began a long and arduous search to find him. As at last resort, the exhausted father placed an ad in the Madrid newspaper, hoping that his son would see the ad and respond And the ad read, Dear Paco, please meet me in front of the newspaper office at noon. All is forgiven. Love, Father. As Hemingway tells the story, 
The next day at noon, in front of the newspaper office, there were 800 Pacos standing there and seeking forgiveness from their father. God loves you. God has forgiven you. Father God says to you, all is forgiven. All is forgiven. Come to me. Come to me. Number three, your life matters to God because he provides for you. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Matthew 6.31-33, through 33, don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So seek first the kingdom of God above all else, live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's a promise from his word for everyone in the house today and everyone listening. He will give you everything you need. God loves you. You matter to him. He provides healing. He provides protection. He provides wisdom, and he provides every good thing for you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Your life matters to God, number four, because he is your loving heavenly father. You know, a child matters to a parent very much. And you will go out of your way for your child because they matter to you. Think about it. Think about it. You will go out of your way. You'll lay down your life for them because they matter to you. First John 3 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Amen. A father watches over his children. As a loving father, God is interested in you. I love First Peter 5 17, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. Those two words care in the original language, mean two totally different things. The first care, cast all your care, means anxieties. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That second word, care, means that God has an interest in you. God has an interest in you. He loves you, and he cares for you. He carries your burdens. Look at the amplified version, which amplified just means that it amplifies what the original language is conveying. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. Cast those on him. For he cares about you, which means with deepest affection. With deepest affection, he watches over you carefully. Do you know that today? Do you know that, that he has an interest in you? He is your loving heavenly father. That's who he is, and you are loved, and you do matter. The fifth one, which is the last one, is your life matters to God because he has destined you with purpose. He has destined you with purpose. Now, I have five here, but I could probably have a 100 reasons why. Your life matters. But do you know today that your life has destiny and purpose? 
there's one thing to do what you think that, you know, you're good at. That's good. You know, you have a good, probably a good understanding of what God has gifted with you with and what you like. But at the same time, do you know that just as God had forethought of you when he made you, when he was designing you, he knew who you were going to be in the creation. But also in that design, in who he made you to be, he also had a, has a plan for you in that design. He has purpose for you. He has destiny for you. And he wants you to discover what that destiny is. And some, I should say, a lot of people miss that destiny because they don't surrender their life to the master. They don't surrender to the one who is the potter. And if, if you're not doing that every day, then you're missing his destiny for you. That means every day when you get up, you're on your knees before God and you say, God, I surrender all to you. I surrender this day to you. This day belongs to you, God. And I ask for your perfect will to be done in my life today. I don't want my will. I don't want what I thought it should be. I want what you think it should be because what you think is so much grander and so much bigger than I could ever imagine. And some of us get stuck in small thinking. We get stuck in thinking, well, because of this and because of that and because of this circumstance and because of what somebody said about me, which I believed, which was a lie anyways, and what the enemy was doing and what he said and everything like that, well, that's, this is about all it's going to amount up to be. That's a lie. That's a lie. God has given you destiny. He's given you purpose. And he wants you to hear the truth about what he says to you. He says, my thoughts are bigger than your thoughts. My thoughts are grander than your thoughts. So we've got to look up to him and receive his thoughts about our life today. Amen? That means your life matters to God. Your life matters to him. If you can make that connection and stop believing the lie, then God's got purpose and destiny for you, for you that awaits you to hear and to unfold in your life. Amen. Amen. Shortly after I mentioned I rededicated my life to the Lord, late teens, early 20s, I, I would just love spending time with the Lord. Spend hours in my room praying, just feeling God's presence. I would drive different places and you know go out, go out to God's creation and just enjoy his presence, take my Bible with me and read. And, and just, it was all new to me too. I was reading the words of Jesus and it was like, this is amazing how, how he is and what he's, he's telling me I can do and I can be. And I love Jesus' ways. I couldn't read enough of it. The one day I was drove up high in the mountains in the back Sierra Madre up in the mountains there, drove up to what's called uh, Chantry Flats, and I was spending time with the Lord. I pulled over, and you could see just like everything. You could see the horizon. You could see, you know, just as, as far as you could go, just valley and everything you could see. I just had my Bible open, just spending time with God, feeling his presence, and just worshiping him, praying. Had a really good time with the Lord. Got in my car, started driving down the windy road, and drove right past uh, a big car off to the side of the road. As I was driving down, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, uh, do you see that woman out there sitting on the rail? And I said, yeah. He said, uh, I want you to go tell her that her life matters. 
I want you to go tell her that God loves her, that I love her. And I said, oh, Lord, that's, I haven't done anything like that. That's too embarrassing. I'm not going to do that. That's, uh, no, Lord, no, Jesus. You did, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> kept driving. I, I kept driving. I was like, you know, have you ever been in those places where you're just arguing with the Lord? He's convicting you. He's telling you, know it's him. And he's like, no, 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 that's too embarrassing, Lord. I, I, can't, I can't do that. And he fought me, man. He fought me. And it got stronger and stronger down the mountain. And uh, I, I can't do that. You need to. You, I, I'm asking you, please go back and tell her that I love her. And I got all, <laughs> I fought the Lord all the way down the mountain. I got down to the bottom of the mountain, and it was so strong that I said, okay, you win. You win. All right? I, I, I got it. I got it. And I drove all the way back up. She was still there. I got out of my car, a little gospel track. It said, what fills the void? A little cartoon. What fills the void? Only God can fill, it, fill the void. And I said, excuse me, ma'am. And I'm, you know, from afar off because I didn't want to scare her. I said, um, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got a little closer. I said, can I, can I just give you something? I just want to tell you one little thing, then I'll be on my way. And she said, okay, sure. So I walked. She's, she's probably in her 50s or so. Walked over to her, and I said, um, I don't know why, but I feel a very strong sense that I need to tell you that God loves you. And I just have this little track that just tells you about that, that God loves you. He cares about you. Your life matters to him. And then she just starts crying. <clears throat> and she goes, oh, that's really, that's really interesting. She goes, because up until this point, I didn't think that anybody cared. And that uh, I didn't think that God loved me or anybody loved me. She goes, in fact, I was just getting ready to jump off this cliff. And um, I said, oh, I said, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. I said, I just know that God stopped me on the way, and he wanted you to know that he loves you, that he made you, he died for you, and you don't have to do any of that because he's got a destiny for your life. He's got purpose for your life. Well, she received Jesus, and she didn't throw her life off the cliff. Amen? Amen. I didn't see her again after that, but um, God is for Amen. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Maybe you're thinking that nobody loves you, that nobody cares about what you're going through. Well, we read it today that God is intently interested in your life. Why? Because he made you. Why? Because he died for you. Why? Because he provides for you. Why? Because he has design and purpose for your life. Maybe there's somebody here that just, you need to hear that today. I think we all need to hear it, don't we? That God loves us. We need to be reminded of that because things start to creep in and the lies start to creep in. And some people think, well, maybe I just went too far. Maybe I, maybe I sinned and it was just too much. And last time I checked, that doesn't say that in the Bible. It, it says that we are forgiven. It says that he shed his blood. It said that we were, we, even when we were sinning against him and rebelling against him, he, even then he went to the cross and he died for us there's nothing that you can do there's nothing that you can do that would say God says that's too much that's too much no no look at everyone in the Bible look at everyone 
and you'll see grace and mercy and love and forgiveness of our Heavenly Father. Amen? Amen. 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 Look at the thief on the cross. I mean, if you want a last-minute example of God's mercy and grace, the guy is dying and is condemned to die and just calls out to Jesus. And Jesus said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. That's the forgiveness of God. That's the love of God. That's the grace and mercy of our Heavenly Father. Amen. Just pray over everyone because I believe, I believe that we need to receive. Romans 5.5 says, He pours out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Thank you for joining us today on Freedom Talk with Pastor Robert Bennett of Freedom Church in Auburn. Freedom Talk is all about equipping you to walk in God's freedom every day. With a focus on outreach, Freedom Church loves to be part of what God is doing all over the world, both locally and globally. You can join Freedom Church for services Sundays at 10 a.m. at 4065 Grass Valley Highway in Auburn. We'd love to meet you, pray with you, have you visit as a guest, or you can join online at freedom-church.tv. If you've enjoyed this message, we'd love to hear from you. To ask for prayer or say hello, visit our website and click on Connect Card at freedom-church.tv. Join us next week at this time as we continue our journey of freedom in God's Word on Freedom Talk.